Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello and welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Sean Kelly. Ahead on this edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on Marshall football, softball, volleyball, and swimming, swimming and diving, golf, and the rest of Marshall Olympic sports. But first on this edition, this past weekend, Marshall football faced off versus the Old Dominion Monarchs. FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has more. On Saturday, September 30th, the Marshall Thundering Herd football team played host to the Old Dominion Monarchs in the 2023 homecoming game. The contest marked the ninth meeting between Marshall and Old Dominion, with the Thundering Herd leading the series 7-1 and having won all four previous meetings at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. The Thundering Herd would enter the contest on an eight-game winning streak dating back to last season following a 24-17 victory over ACC opponent Virginia Tech. Old Dominion would enter the contest coming off a 10-9 victory over Texas A&M Commerce. Old Dominion would receive the opening kickoff and drive 70 yards, and on the third play of the drive, would score on this 66-yard touchdown run by Jack Shields with 14.03 remaining in the first quarter to take a 7-0 lead. Be third and six. As Shields up the middle, takes off running. He's past the midfield. He's at the 30, the 20, the 10 in Marshall territory. And Jack Shields, the hero last week for the Monarchs at home, a 66-yard touchdown. Marshall then, with 5.30 remaining in the first quarter, would cut the deficit to four with a 42-yard field goal from Reese Verhoff to make it 7-3 in favor of the visiting Monarchs. The first quarter would end with the Monarchs leading the Thundering Herd 7-3. Then, following a Mar- Marshall fumble with 13-23 remaining in the second quarter. Old Dominion would find the end zone on this 19-yard touchdown reception by Jordan Bly to give the Monarchs a 14-3 lead. Shields back to pass, looks, fires toward the end zone, and it's caught and a touchdown for the Monarchs. Jordan Bly with the touchdown reception for Old Dominion, 19-yard reception for the touchdown, and the Monarchs extend their lead. Two minutes later, the Monarchs would once again find the end zone on a 70-yard run by Kadarius Callaway to take a command. 21-3 lead. To the tailback and he breaks free. Heading down past midfield. Down to the 40. Heads down to the 30. To the 21 minute beat and he gets by him. And that's a touchdown for Old Dominion. Kadarius Callaway with the rushing touchdown for Old Dominion. And just broke free. Marshall within score 14 unanswered points. Starting with Cam Fancher finding transfer Kay Conley on this one yard touchdown pass. To cut the deficit to 21-10 with 9-11 remaining in the first half. They're going to give it to Payne. No, Fancher keeps and Fancher throws. Touchdown, Marshall. And another fake there from Fancher, faking the handoff to Payne. Touchdown there for the Herd. Kay Conley, the receiving end of that one, and Marshall finally in business. First touchdown as a member of the Thundering Herd. Then Cam Fancher would have his second passing touchdown of the game with this 22-yard touchdown pass to Caleb Coombs with 3.31 remaining in the first half. Caleb Coombs on the reception. Cuts up inside to the 15, to the 10. Caleb Coombs to the 5. Touchdown. Marshall, 22-yard touchdown reception from Cam Fancher to Caleb Coombs. Both teams would enter the locker room at 
halftime with Old Dominion leading 21-17, marking the last time in the contest that the Monarchs would have the lead. The second half would be dominated by the Thundering Herd, as they would take its first lead of the contest with a one-yard touchdown run from Machine Ali with 10-10 remaining in the third quarter to give Marshall a 24-21 lead. Marshall would then increase its lead to 10 with eight minutes remaining in the third quarter with this 85-yard pick six by Elijah Alston. Shields in the shotgun, snap, picked off by Marshall, and it is going wide open field after the block. Defender chasing him down to the 20, 10, and that will be a touchdown for the herd, increasing this lead. Austin with the pick six return. Old Dominion would answer quickly and strike back with Kadarius Callaway having his second rushing touchdown of the game with this 69-yard run with 8-13 remaining in the third quarter to cut the Thundering Herd's lead to three. Callaway in the backfield. Callaway breaks out. He's going downfield at the 50, at the 40, at the 30, 20, 10, and he will make it into the end zone for an ODU touchdown. Marshall would once again take a 10-point lead as Rasheen Ali would score his second rushing touchdown of the contest with three minutes remaining in the third quarter to make the score 38 to 28. Ali takes the snap and it will be a touchdown for Marshall. Ali on the short run to the right side of the middle of his O-line. It will be good, 37 to 28. Marshall now leads by nine. The third quarter would end with Marshall leading Old Dominion 38 to 28. Marshall with 8-21 remaining in the fourth quarter would take its largest lead of the contest at 13, following a 30-yard field goal by Reese Bierhoff to give the herd a 41 to 28 lead. Old Dominion would strike again as Kadarius Callaway would score his third rushing touchdown with this 75-yard run to cut the Thundering Herd's lead to 41-35. Up the middle yet again! It's Callaway! Oh my goodness, to the house! Not able to catch him as Micah Abraham and six more points for the ODU Monarchs as, my goodness, Kadarius Callaway with a 75-yard run. He's over 200 yards today and three touchdowns. The late Old Dominion attack would not be enough as Marshall would go on to win 41-35. Leading the way for Marshall offense was Cam Fancher, who, for the second time this season, achieved a completion percentage of over 80%, going 29 for 35 for 278 yards and two touchdowns, while also rushing for 102 yards on 15 carries. Rasheen Ali would finish with multiple rushing touchdowns for the fourth straight week and climb to eighth all-time on Marshall's career rushing touchdown record with 36 career touchdowns. Marshall defensively would force three interceptions from Elijah Austin, Eli Neal and J.J. Roberts. With the win, Marshall improved to 4-0 and 1-0 in conference play, while Old Dominion fell to 3-3 and 1-1 in conference play. Marshall's next game will be this Saturday, October 7th, as they travel to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the NC State Wolfpack with kickoff at 2 p.m. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Marshall football hits the road to Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend to take on at North Carolina State at 2 p.m. on Saturday at Carter-Finley Stadium in a contest that will be broadcast nationally on the CW. The Marshall swimming and diving team began its season with Team Green facing Team White. John Bogus has more from the intra-squad meet. Sometimes friendly competition is the best way to kick off a new season. That is what the Marshall Swimming and Diving Team did Saturday when it competed in its green and white meet. The intra-squad meet was its first of the season in which the team is competing in the Sunbelt Conference for the first time. Half of the team was Team Green, with the other half being Team White for the meet's 16 events. Team White was victorious with a final score of 161-128. to 128. 
Senior swimmer Paige Banton said the meet was a good opportunity for the team to get to know each other better. It's a great way to get to know our new teammates, our incoming freshmen. It's just a great way to have fun and build that rapport and sets us up well for our future dual meets and larger competitions like midseason and conference. The Marshall Swimming and Diving team features nine freshmen this season. Freshmen such as Molly Warner, who won the 200 individual medley event, were able to showcase what they have to offer to the team. Head coach Ian Walsh said he was pleased with the effort he saw from the team's freshmen. I was really curious about our freshmen. I thought they raced really hard, dealing with a little bit of nerves for some of them, but overall I thought it was a great atmosphere and walked away learning quite a bit. With the completion of the green and white meet, the Marshall Swimming and Diving team now sets its focus to the first inter-squad meet of the season this Friday and Saturday. The team travels to Morgantown, West Virginia for the West Virginia games that West Virginia University will serve as host to. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Boggess. Looking forward from the green and white meet, FM 88 Sports reporter John Boggess also met with some members of the Marshall Swimming and Diving Team as it prepares for the West Virginia Games today. The Marshall Swimming and Diving Team will compete in Morgantown, West Virginia today and tomorrow in an all-West Virginia collegiate meet. The meet is appropriately titled the West Virginia Games and will take place at Milan Park Aquatic Center. West Virginia University will serve as host to the meet with Marshall, Davison-Elkins, West Virginia Tech, West Virginia Wesleyan, and Wheeling set to compete. Senior swimmer Paige Banton said the team is looking forward to competing against the other D1 competitor, West Virginia University. We're really excited. We definitely have that little rivalry with them. Even if it doesn't go the way we plan it to, we're still going to have fun. We're still going to do our best, and it's going to be a great time. Last Saturday, the Herd competed at home in its intra-squad green and white meet. The West Virginia Games will be the team's first road competition and first inter-squad meet of the young season. Following the green and white meet, head coach Ian Walsh said the team would look to be sharper at practice before going to the West Virginia games. Details and just a little bit more discipline on the little things. Overall, I thought the effort was there. I think just being a little sharper over the next week in practice. So. The meet will begin today at 6 p.m. with eight different races and the three-meter dive. The meet will pick back up tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for its final eight races and two diving events. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Boggess. Thanks, John. We're going to step aside for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll update you on men's and women's golf, along with more Marshall Olympic sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, pull, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. 
You feel like you know your man, but you may not know everything. Of all the women living with HIV in the U.S., about 66% are African-American. And most of these women got HIV by having unprotected sex with a man. But more women are getting tested and looking out for themselves. To get a free HIV test, visit HIVtest.org slash take charge or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-232-4636. Take charge. Take the test. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, I'm Jimmy Smith, and I'd like to talk to you about a screening. No, not a movie screening, but a screening test for colorectal cancer. It could save your life. Colorectal cancer is highly preventable, yet it is the second leading cancer killer of men and women in the U.S. But it doesn't have to be. Screening finds precancerous polyps so that they can be removed before they turn into cancer. So please get screened for colorectal cancer. I did. If you're 50 or older, get screened. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Treat me with understanding. Treat me with respect. Drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity disease. Treat me without judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is. Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity. Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Hi, this is Paul Swan, proud graduate of Marshall University and current host of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to the award-winning home of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Sean Kelly. And I'm Luke Hamilton. This past Monday and Tuesday, the women's golf team participated in the Butler Fall Invitational. FM88 Sports' Ben Westfall has more. And Tuesday, October 3rd, the Marshall women's golf team hit the road to Indianapolis for the Butler Fall Invitational. The team is coming off a second-place finish two weeks ago in Cincinnati and this time placed third in the Invitational. However, finished five strokes out of first place. Head coach Brooke Burkhammer was very happy with the team's performance. I was so proud of them, the way we fought back kind of in that final round. Kind of we did the same in Cincinnati too. It was so impressive. We know we let some shots get away from us in those first two rounds, maybe making a double here and there when we could have made a bogey or easily a par. And so we knew that we had to play really well in the final round to have a chance to be in contention. Marshall this go-round had four golfers placed inside the top 20 individually. Olivia Cochin finished fourth. Casey McElvain finished sixth. Emily McClatchy 14th. And Abby Bull sliding in, finishing 18th. Coach Burkhammer was pleased by the individual efforts of her players. I could just tell, especially after that Cincinnati event, we were just trending in the right direction. We've been trending, getting better, it feels like every single day, every single tournament we play in so far. And so it's been really fun to be a part of and to see and to watch, seeing the hard work pay off. Abby, I know Abby kind of struggled a little bit in Cincinnati, and so she came back into qualifying and won that first spot, and she played really well. Marshall's looking to keep the strong start going after back-to-back -to -back top three finishes to begin the campaign. Coach Burkhammer knows the team has to keep going strong all on the path to a Sunbelt title come springtime. I think right now the team is, we're just really excited to kind of be in contention again. We have, like, everybody on the team can can play for us. They can help us. And so now it's just about we're so close to winning. We're so close to winning, and that's what I keep thinking to myself. 
is, you know, like I said earlier, I can go back and I can kind of pick through and say, okay, hey, we could have saved a shot here. We could have saved two shots here. We could have done this and this and this. And it, and I can go through that. Any coach can go through that and say, man, we could have won. But I think it's just narrowing down on those, some of the mistakes that we made and in maybe even teaching a different shot, how to hit something when we are in a situation maybe that they're not used to. And so maybe if they get into that again, they can hit that new, hit that shot instead of maybe the shot they chose and maybe that'll save us a stroke or two. So just things like that, you know, that you kind of build on and prepare for the next event and the rest of the semester and even into the year. And because at the end of the day, we're, everything that we do, every tournament we play in, every time we tee it up, whatever, like we're just preparing for that Sunbelt Championship. With Marshall's finish, golfer Olivia Cochin was named Sunbelt Golfer of the Week. The herd will return to action this Monday in Greensboro, North Carolina for the UNCG Fall Invitational. For FM88 Sports, I am Ben. Thanks, Ben. On Monday and Tuesday, Marshall men's golf was also in action. FM88 Sports' Ben Westfall has more. This past Monday and Tuesday, the Marshall men's golf team was in Westlake, Ohio for the Tom Tanya Mina Invitational, a two-day event hosted by Cleveland State. The herd overall finished fourth in the tournament out of 15 teams. Head coach Matt Grobe was pleased with the new faces in the lineup and the team's ability to adapt to a course they haven't played on. We took some kids that hadn't played for us in the lineup. We put Cameron Jarvis in the lineup, you know, and Ben Bridges got to take their first two trips with us on the road. And there's a big difference between playing at home and playing on the road in college golf. Uh, the other thing that I was really excited about is I think we were one of the only teams that hadn't seen the golf course before. So most of the other teams had been back for several years, and it was the first time we ever saw it. And so for the kids to be able to adapt so quick to a golf course and sight lines and the greens and how they roll in the bunkers and all that stuff, I was really, really excited about the fact that we were able to finish fourth on a course that we had not seen until this week. The Herd finished nine under par overall in the Invitational, improving each round by seven strokes. Coach Grobe is very fond of his team's ability to improve. The thing I like about this team is their character. They just continue to fight and scrap. It's also good as a coach when you see that we got acclimated to the golf course and we're able to play it a little bit better. Then you play a little bit better. And so the continual improvement is the learning process, learning where to hit it, where not to hit it, how this putt breaks, how that putt breaks, uh, getting a feel for the green. So I like the fact that we adapted and got better every round. Golfer Joseph Kolaski was the top finisher for the herd finishing 12th at four under. Kalaski knows there's work to be done, but is pleased with his result. I mean, pretty good. Like, I, I think it's the best finish I've had in one of our events and probably, it's probably been over a year. The progress is getting there. I'm gonna keep playing better, so just good, I guess. I mean, obviously there's some negatives, like hit some bad shots and did a couple bad decisions, but I mean, overall trending in a good direction. The Herd will get this upcoming week off before hitting the road again. Coach Grove's main focus is to let his guys get some much-needed rest. It's been a really busy month. So we've played three events, had our fundraiser, so the kids are pretty tired right now. So we'll probably take this weekend off, probably give them a little time to get caught up on homework. They'll probably practice a little bit on their own, but nothing really intense as far as the team goes. And then we'll rally back up on Monday and start trying to get some practice in and try to get ready to go to Dayton. The Herd returns to action on October 16th and 17th for the Dayton Flyer Invitational. For FM88 Sports, I am Ben Westfall. Thanks, Ben. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, we'll have more news on Marshall Athletics right here on Herd Roundup. 
When it comes to cancer, what you don't know can kill you. Too many Americans over 50 haven't received potentially life-saving screenings for colon and breast cancer. That's a problem. Colon cancer is a leading cause of cancer deaths in the U.S., and breast cancer is a leading cause of cancer deaths among women. In fact, one out of every eight women will get breast cancer in her lifetime. Early detection is so important. If you're between 50 and 75, get screened for colon cancer. The earlier colon cancer is found, the easier it is to cure. Women between 50 and 74 need to get a mammogram every two years. Screening can find breast cancer early when treatment is most effective. If you're over 50, talk to your healthcare provider about getting screened for cancer. It could save your life. For more information, visit www.cdc.gov cancer. This is former Herb men's basketball player Ott Elmore, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in Marshall Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Sean Kelly. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Marshall softball began its first of two back-to-back games for the first time in its fall schedule. As FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly reports, the change in schedule will provide new tests for the team. This week in Marshall softball is busier than most, as the team will host three events, two of which being games, by the end of this week. Starting off the week, this past Sunday, Marshall softball hosted its inaugural home run derby fundraiser, and head coach Morgan Zirkel is pleased with its success. Yeah, I thought the first home run derby here was awesome. We had a really great crowd come out to support the team and cheer them on. To see the little kids shagging over the fence in the outfield was cool. So it was a great day for our team to have that and see the support from fans. And whether it was support in the stands or the giving that we receive online, it was awesome to have. The action continues today and tomorrow as the team hosts the University of Pikeville Bears and the West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, respectively. For the first time in this fall schedule, Marshall plays on back-to-back days, and even if the goals have not changed for Zirkel, this weekend will prove to be a new challenge for the Thundering Herd rotation. I think it'll be good to see our pitchers pitch back-to-back days. We've pitched some inner squad and then took a day off and pitched, but we haven't seen them pitch back-to-back days, so that'll be good to see, get a few more innings in. So really just see how our team can maintain focus and make adjustments from inning to inning and day to day. And it's family weekend, so see them ball out in front of their family will be nice. However, the challenges do not just lie within the circle. As senior shortstop Sidney Bickle mentioned, how the team's building of stamina throughout the season works to an advantage this weekend and beyond. I think building energy is one of the things we've been working also in the weight room with back-to-back games. It's also fun working with your teammates and kind of building that chemistry to rely on one another on the field. Even though we're all tired, we're all kind of working towards winning for the spring season. With that, Bickle seeks to focus on communication between her and the rest of her team in these next two games. Definitely working behind my pitchers, trying to communicate with all of my teammates, knowing their strengths, their weaknesses. So when it comes to spring, we can kind of fix those things quickly. Offensively, I feel like our team is a very versatile team. I think we just need to keep trusting the process and keep working towards another for the spring season. Today's game from Dot Hicks Field is already in progress and tomorrow's game versus the West Virginia State Yellow Jackets will begin at noon. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean. Thanks, Sean. Today also marks the first of two games during the family weekend for Marshall softball. With Sunbelt action already underway, the Marshall volleyball team reflects on its first few matches and what it hopes to accomplish as a familiar foe awaits in the distance. FM88 Sports' Nate Courtney has more. 
Last Thursday and Friday, the Marshall Thundering Herd volleyball team took on the Georgia State Panthers in the Herd's second Sunbelt Conference Series of the season. The matches were split one-to-one as the Herd swept the Panthers on Friday and then Georgia State took the match on Saturday, winning in a tight-knit five sets that ended in extras during the fifth set. Senior defensive specialist Riley Winslow reiterates the importance of capitalization in tight spots. So what we're trying to refine that we didn't do so well in the second game at Georgia State was chasing down some of those balls and getting those touches. Also just taking those pressure situations and thriving in those because it got down to in the fifth set. We went past 15 obviously because we just kept scoring and then we'd lose a point and then they would score and then it kept going head to head, head to head. And so we want to be able to just take those points and not back down and then run with it. Whereas like we're starting to play games in practice where it's like 20-20. So like if you make an error, you get up all the way to game point, but then you make an error, you go back down to 20, and it's supposed to teach us to capitalize on those small points and take them seriously and just finish games. The team is 2-2 two and two in conference play, splitting series with both Georgia State and Old Dominion. Graduate student and middle blocker Lydia Montag voices the importance of staying in the moment and taking the season one game at a time. We unfortunately dropped that one game to Georgia State, who's ranked below us, but because we beat ODU once, it's balanced, I think, right now. So I think going into Troy this week, our focus isn't on taking both games, but like it's really important for us to take at least one. So I think even just focusing on 1-1 one, one for the weekend, obviously we want to go 2-0, but our goal is to definitely take one for like numbers point. The Thundering Herd volleyball team looks to utilize the adjustments made throughout the week to help its efforts against the Troy Trojans this weekend. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Nate Courtney. Thanks, Nate. Marshall Volleyball will be back in action at home this weekend, taking on the visiting Troy Trojans at 6 p.m. today. John Bogus and Ben Cower will be on the call, and pregame coverage starts at 5.45 p.m. Moving over to Marshall Women's Soccer, last night... Marshall took on the Old Dominion Monarchs at Hoops Family Field in Huntington. In the 31st minute, a goal was scored by E.J. Turkaloo off the assist from Andrea balcazar Algarin to put the Monarchs up by one. In the second half, Bailey Fisher's goal in the 48th minute kick-started a more even second half for the Herd. ODU responded with a 30-yard goal coming from the foot of Anna Torslov in the 84th minute. Marshall received six cards in the 2-1 loss. Marshall will travel to Boone to face App State on Sunday, October 8th at 1 p.m. And that will do it for this week's Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as we recap all the news for the week that was in Marshall Athletics. For Ben Anderson, John Bogus, Ben Westfall, Nate Courtney, and the rest of the FM88 sports team, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 530 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1. WMUL.